Welcome to the Thunderbolts.info podcast for December 6, 2012. We bring you all the latest news, information, and analysis from the electric universe, shedding new light on the many mysteries that dark theories have yet to illuminate. One of the hottest trending news items in the last week was the anticipated announcement from NASA of a purported discovery of historic proportions by the Mars rover Curiosity. I can tell you in all honesty that we at the Thunderbolts Project were not surprised that this supposed historic revelation turned out to be a vast disappointment, perhaps for millions of people around the world. We're now being told that it was all just a big misunderstanding due to some miscommunication between Curiosity's chief scientist and a journalist with NPR. But the truth of the matter is that we have no shortage of incredibly exciting and thought-provoking mysteries surrounding Mars and the NASA rovers. In fact, when we scrutinize each of these mysteries, it becomes readily apparent that the most exciting discoveries on Mars are not even on the table for discussion among NASA scientists, at least not in any public statements. So what we're going to be doing over the next month or so on the Thunderbolts YouTube channel is flashing back to the most fascinating and enduring recent mysteries surrounding NASA's investigations into the Red Planet. Now today, we're going to be talking about an ongoing anomaly that truly is one of the great mysteries in Mars exploration. In January of 2004, the Mars rover's Spirit and Opportunity arrived on Mars about three weeks apart. Each of these rovers was given an anticipated lifespan of 90 days. But for reasons that no one at NASA has satisfactorily explained, almost nine years later, the rover Opportunity is still alive and transmitting information to scientists on Earth. The rover Spirit eventually died around 2010, but only after being ensnared by sandy soil in a Martian crater. How on Earth could two rovers that were given lifespans of 90 days stay alive for so many years? Now the scientific explanation for this ongoing mystery is, at least from our perspective, incontrovertible, and it provides powerful verification of the electrical Martian environment and the environments of all the planets that reside within the sun's electrical domain. I'm going to bring David Talbot onto the line now. David is, of course, the director of the Thunderbolts Project. He is co-author of Thunderbolts of the Gods and the Electric Universe. And he has handled the enormous task of organizing the forthcoming conference, The Tipping Point, from January 3rd to 6th in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And David is going to be with us for a series of discussions over the next month devoted to unraveling a number of the ongoing Martian mysteries that, to date, NASA scientists have been unable to resolve. David Talbot, welcome to the show today. Yes, greetings, Michael. Now, David, as I said, we're flashing back to January of 2004. And I know that when the rovers first arrived on Mars, there wasn't anything particularly mysterious about their missions. But then events began to unfold, and NASA scientists really had to struggle and in fact, they still struggle today to provide any satisfying explanation. Why don't you take us back to the moment when the mystery began to unfold that today NASA scientists are still scratching their heads, in truth, trying to figure out. It was in January 2004 that the two rovers dropped onto the planet Mars and began a project or an exploration of the surface that was envisioned to last 
some three months or 90 days. Now, the reason for the short-lived anticipated project was the incredibly dusty atmosphere of Mars. This is an interesting mystery in itself because the Martian atmosphere is 0.008 as dense as the Earth's atmosphere. So just the fact of such a, a dense presence of dust in the Martian atmosphere is itself a great uh, enigma for planetary scientists. But accumulation of dust on the solar panels was envisioned to occur so rapidly that the, the uh, solar uh, panels would basically be deactivated within a three-month or so period of time. Now, what actually occurred seemed to clearly verify that this was going to happen. After just a few months, spirit's output dropped to 400 watt-hours. The opportunity output dropped to about 500 watt-hours due to dust accumulation affecting the solar cells. So this is what the project was designed around. But that's when something actually amazing happened. It was something akin to a car wash, as the scientists themselves put it. And NASA scientists were, quite frankly, stunned. This, this uh, coming back to life that occurred with these rovers remains a mystery today. And why did it happen in spurts? During the Martian nights, power increased by up to 5%. And it was not long before the power had peaked at the original 900 watt-hours. In other words, a full recovery of both rovers' powers. So opportunity and spirit just kept going. And as you said, opportunity is still going today. It's nine years after the landing <laughs> on Mars. So what, what in the name of heaven happened? Nobody could well, say, actually. Well, it may be that they can't say, and yet they do say. They do give their explanations, and as is so often the case in the science media, the guesses they are offering are actually routinely reported as fact. It's a fact that one of the rovers had a fortuitous encounter with the dust devil, and the wind from the dust devil blew off all the dust from the panels. What was the first guess they offered to try to explain these miraculous cleanings? Well, <laughs> the first is wind. They just uh, appealed to the Martian wind, which would have the most trivial impact on accumulated dust. And even in a hurricane, you cannot clean a car on Earth by wind. So... The fact that that was given as the first and most plausible explanation is, is very telling. This is all incredibly ironic because the truth of the matter is that many technical folks in and around NASA have worked for years with electrostatic cleaning. Electrostatic cleaning. NASA engineers have attended conferences on electrostatic cleaning. And it's a process that actually was envisioned for keeping solar panels clear. Technologies to clear the panels electrostatically. Electrostatic deposition and electrostatic cleaning are extremely prevalent in industry. Now, this was something that I pointed out myself way back in 2005 in a picture of the day that it's just ironic that NASA scientists, the technical folks, 
have been so aware of electrostatic cleaning, but the people at the top who are, well, let's just say they're closer to science by news release, and they, you might say as well that they're gatekeepers who are responsible for uh, the public image of the sciences and so on. They seem to know nothing about electrostatic cleaning. So right. after all of these years, I, I was encouraged to see a headline in the MIT Technology Review. Uh, it was from August 2010. The headline was Self-Cleaning Solar Panels. And it specifically referred to Mars uh, and the Mars rover's solar panels. And it specifically referred to electrostatic cleaning and its intended use on Mars rovers. So that's when the, this dismaying aspect of the article jumped out at me. The article said this about spirit and opportunity. The spirit and opportunity Mars rovers lasted longer than expected because occasional gusts of wind have cleared off their panels. Uh, I'll just add one more point here. The article then quotes a project monitor at uh, the Jet Propulsion Laboratory. Quote, we may not be lucky all of the time. Well, this was part of a, an article designed to foster interest in electrostatic uh, cleaning and to know that the Martian atmosphere could actually be accomplishing this electrostatic cleaning <laughs> wouldn't be helpful to business, let's put it that way. Right, and, and let's be clear about what we're talking about here. This is not a case of just one or two happenstance instances of a miraculous cleaning by a gust of wind somehow clearing the dust from these rovers so, so that they can then reboot their power. We are talking about cleaning after cleaning after cleaning, extending the expected lifespans of these rovers from 90 days to a period going on now nine years. Uh, it, it's so, absolutely amazing, Michael, because the Martian atmosphere is an incredible witness to the behavior of electrified wind or electric wind. And so if there's any planet which we should be closely investigating the potential for electrostatic cleaning naturally, it would be the planet Mars. This electrified atmosphere of Mars needs to be a key part of the uh, podcast that you're preparing now for the next few weeks because Mars is giving us all kinds of indicators of the role of electricity in the natural environment of the planet. It's one heck of a story. Right. Well, there was also the recent trending news item relating to the global dust storms on Mars. And that is, of course, from your perspective, an electrical phenomenon. Yeah, the, uh, the dust devils on Mars are so clearly electrical because you see them actually gathered in, in uh, bunches very tightly packed uh, at the leading edge of storm fronts on Mars. This is a great uh, topic, in fact, to just emphasize how we're failing to, to see what is actually occurring on the planet. You can't have dust devils, which is what they're being called. You can't have dust devils in a neutral electrical environment gathered close together at all. 
because they require for their very existence a broad circle of atmospheric circulation. So these are the kinds of things that I, I think we'll want to look at, and it does add up to one heck of a mystery for standard right. science. Right. Well, again, and in, in conclusion here, and we're going to be keeping each of these segments relatively short. We're going to be doing a series, as I said, on these ongoing Martian mysteries. But Dave, just to drive the point home again in conclusion with people, I challenge anyone to point to an instance when their car has gotten cleaner on a windy day. That is a very uh, good point. And I think the complementary point is that we, we, want to, uh, we, we want to emphasize that there's this huge divide between working scientists, on the one hand, who've delivered these incredible uh, technological achievements, uh, a divide between uh, this army of working scientists and, and the top-down ideological stagnation that we see. I mean, the, the latter appears now to have virtually destroyed the inspiration in the sciences because all of the real paths of discovery have been shut down. No sense of things yet to know. No sense of true mysteries. The only mystery that we find of late is the, the mystery, was life? once active on a surface. It's really right. a crying shame. But to always remember that the, uh, the inspiration and, and the rapport and the dedication and the conscientious work uh, of the scientists who actually got these, these instruments into space and onto planets, this is an incredible and admirable achievement. So it's, it's very important that we keep perspective on this. Ideology is only a damaging science, but the dedication of the working scientists is what we want to appeal to now. Well, David, this was a lot of fun. I'm glad that we've done this first installment of a series of videos on these ongoing Martian mysteries. You talk about your hope to resonate with some appeal to the working scientists, and we see the evidence of this happening now. I know there are a number of highly accredited scientists who will be in attendance at the Tipping Point Conference in Albuquerque, and I look forward to these ongoing broadcasts and ongoing investigations into these really fascinating Martian mysteries. We have a lot more work to do, and this is going to be a lot of fun. Very good, Michael. Yes. All right. Thank you very much, David Talbot. And thank you, the listeners, for joining us yet again. We have lots of breaking news continuously now to talk about. Stay tuned to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Thunderbolts Project. And keep checking back to thunderbolts.info for all the latest news and analysis on the electric universe. Thank you very much.